Hello darlings, it's week 9 and it's the 64th night in Big Brother All-Stars. I'm Ruma. This is my podcast, Getting Effie. As you know, I come pre-recorded from New York City at the corner of Pandemic Meets Boredom. I'm getting a little sick of that introduction. I must think of another one. But let's just get right into it, my darlings. Well, we know that Thursday becomes the end of the week and the eviction night. Now, I'm going to catch you up real quick with, well, okay. So, it's week nine. Cody is HOH. I already explained to you that Cody won veto. And I didn't really know what exactly the competition was. It was something to do with taking his clothes off, you know, and keeping your hand on the button. They've played this before. They're basically in yoga gear and then they take their clothes off. And whoever can take their clothes off the fastest without letting their hand off the butt and getting it all done and making it to the very end. So basically, Cody must have a lot of practice of hurrying up and taking his clothes off and also getting his clothes back on. Lickety split because, well, he won veto. And then... We just kind of went through the week. We know that Cody put Tyler and Christmas up. And, well, there was not a ton of scurrying about because the house is already... I mean, there's hardly anybody there, and so it's very divided. I mean, there's three against two. Well, three against three. But we know that it's kind of three against two, or one thinks that he's with the three. I mean, we'll talk about that. Okay, so, so far left in the house is Nicole the Rat. I mean, Nicole F., Enzo, Tyler, Cody, Xmas, and Memphis. I call them the evil six that are left over. And let's see. Um, well, we know that Tyler and Christmas basically didn't do a ton of campaigning because, well, who's the better player? I mean, we know that Tyler's basically a sociopath. I mean, in this game and He's the better player, so he is definitely the target. A few times you would hear a bit of rumbling about with Enzo and Cody kind of bringing it up, throwing a bone to the feedsters. You know, we'd be watching it going, oh, really? Really? Are you thinking about it? And then, of course, they'd always shoot it down. And, you know, that makes complete sense because, well... Christmas is not the better player. Christmas thinks she's the better player because she's delusional. And so Tyler is basically, you know, he's gonna, he has to accept that he's going home and he cries into the camera. Oh, Angela, Angela, I'm so sorry I can't bring home the big bucks to you to support you and I'm sorry. Whatever. Okay, Tyler, we're not really feeling sorry for you. You make a ton of free things and you get a lot of free money for basically just showing your beautiful face. And well, same thing with Angela, except of course she has to take off some of her clothes 
She always has a bathing suit on. I'm not trying to make it scandalous. I'm just saying she just always, you know, is a swimsuit model or something. And she has a beautiful body. But we know that I don't like her too much because of her microaggression that she displayed on her season. So it ends up that, you know, Tyler is the target. There's different discussions. There's definitely Nicole being very babyish. You know, she's very spoilt sport about the fact that she hasn't won anything. Whose fault is that, do you think? And she's just, you know, crying every few minutes. And basically, both of the women, I don't know what's going on with them, but they, as the viewer, you're wondering what's going on. I mean, they, they seem to be cracking up a bit. And that would be, you know, Christmas is kind of crying and then in one second she'll be laughing and it's just a very emotional game, I think. And then Nicole has kind of these little spoiled brat fits and she was very upset because she was the only have not for the week. Of course, I got a little bit of glory from that, you know, I mean, because I'm not a fan of Nicole F. So I have no problem with watching her be uncomfortable for a week. We know it's not that bad, but she was very crabby and crying. But she actually was a pretty good sport about it. But she was, like, projecting other things, you know, onto other things. So I'm not really sure what it's all about. But she definitely knows that she can control Cody to a point, And she's loving that. And... It's a lot of rationalizing why they sent Danny home, why they thought that they kept Nicole. And Nicole is truly believing that all bad stuff that happened between the mean girls towards other people are, is all Danny's fault. And she thinks that she can tell us that and we're going to believe her. But we're not drinking your Kool-Aid, you very wretched, naughty girl. We need, we know what you're doing and we see you. And well, you know, you're not fooling any of us in this game, in this season 22. You're a wretched, horrible girl. You're being horrible. And so there's not much more to say about that. We all agree on that, right? Right. Well, okay. So, um, I'm sure she's fine outside of the, house. I certainly hope so. As I've said before, she is marrying a Latino and well, I would hope that she is a little bit more aware considering her children will be what? I don't know, half Latino. So, I mean, I, I would hope that she gets a little bit more progressive and understands that you can't be the way she is with her ignorant ways of thinking it's so funny when someone puts down somebody with autism or, you know, asking lots of questions about Day's hair and just a lot of, like, not understanding at all about why Day felt it was important to be there and to continue her journey with the message of Black Lives Matter and the movement and also the fact that there is not equality casting, which we have talked about many times. And she did say, well, Nicole has burned her once previously in a different season. And then she burned her this time and she, you know, just lied to her face and it humiliated her. And it was just, 
you know, it, it was unnecessarily painful stuff that this girl is monopolizing and not realizing that she's doing it or something, or she thinks she's fooling us, but we all see what she's doing. And, you know, it's not cute. We're not giving her a pass because, you know, there is that line where you can draw, you can play the game and you can play it well and you don't have to do the nasty things that she's done. She did all through the game to Janelle. She did it through Kesa with, you know, just running away, screaming as a joke that she's afraid of him and that he's, you know, awful. And she said that he was really aggressive. And then she lied about Janelle. And then she lied about, along with Danny, Danny led it, but she lied about this whole thing about Bailey getting clothes from Janelle. And she agreed with Danny about did Bailey steal the clothes? Absolutely ridiculous stuff. I know I had a girl come and she DM me about, oh, well, she's not the one that said it. Well, okay, darling, she might not have been the one to actually say that Bailey stole the clothes, but she certainly wasn't the one that said, hang on, Bailey did not steal those clothes. That's not right to say that. She was the one that said, uh-huh, I agree. I bet you that is what happened. So, bugger off, you stupid little sod that tries to DM me and tell me that she thinks she knows more than me. I don't think so, darling. I have feeds on 24-7, and I have, well, you know, insomnia. We've all discussed that, and I basically know what's going on more than most. So, there was that. Now, again, like I said, hopefully after the show, she is not going to be the same Nicole that I'm seeing this season. I never liked her before, really, because I thought that she was, you know, someone that actually got a lot for not doing a lot. And so that kind of bugged me. And then I never really like it when girls just kind of, you know, lay around and get a boyfriend and just kind of that's their game. And I have no, there's no slut shaming, darlings. Nothing at all like that. I, like I've said before, do it all day and night. I don't give a, you know, cats behind. What I don't like is when you don't play the game. I mean, here you have an opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, you can always have a boyfriend <laughs> and sleep with him. And if you can always have that boyfriend that you've all of a sudden met and think is so amazing in the show. You, I mean, if it is amazing, he'll be there for you after the show. So don't worry about that, darling. Or you and your boyfriend play the actual game. And she didn't really display that in her past seasons. She kind of, you know, did a little bit, but not that much. Not as much as the past winners of this show. So... She's definitely whining all week because she doesn't know, like, she wants Tyler to be the target, but she also wants Christmas to go. And she just keeps on whining about that. I want them both to go. I want them both to go. I mean, hang on, don't you know how this show works? Only one person is voted out at a time, darling. So I don't even know why she continues to say that. Again, like I said, the sanity doesn't seem quite right. 
I have no idea what's going on. I mean, maybe, you know, it just is what it is. But I mean, it also could be just the isolation. And, you know, I do think that it definitely plays with your psyche. The game does. We all know that. And so there's a lot of, you know, micromanaging on Cody's part to keep her happy, basically. And they have to kind of, you know, cater to, oh, it's okay, Nicole. I mean, they have to treat her like she's a little child. You know, like I, I mentioned in my last podcast, they literally had to take turns sleeping in the room with her because she was scared of what? The boogeyman? I mean, you have cameras on you 24-7. You're probably in the safest place you could be. But anyway, I mean, she just milks this. And that's kind of strange. Come on now. We all know that's a little weird. I understand if you're home alone. I mean, I get all that, you know, but I mean, to be afraid of sleeping in a room by yourself with five cameras on you? I mean, come on now. That's just silly. And I don't really know if that's her whole angle or if that is what happens. I think they, they, they all feel like sorry for her. She's a baby. They have to carry her along. And the thing of it is, is that she's getting this reputation a lot like the girl in Cody's season, which they dragged all the way to final three, I think, or four or something. And her name was Victoria. Nothing, no shade against Victoria. I don't even honestly even remember her game that much. All that I know is that they've talked about it a lot this season, and basically they've labeled Nicole as the Victoria of this season. And that's your buddy Cody, Nicole. So I think that's really funny, because she thinks she has Cody wrapped around her finger. Well, anyway, she, I mean, basically she does a little bit. They they think of her as like a little sister, little annoying sister. And so... That's what's going on with Nicole. She's pretty 99% sure that she's going to vote Tyler out all week. Tyler tries. He does every Hail Mary he can think of. He tries to manipulate the guys. And he says to Enzo, I have a big bomb to drop. And that is that there is this thing called the committee. (laughs) And you want a part of it. Well, we all know that Enzo's known this for weeks because Cody gave it up within about a week of the committee. So, and basically, as I said, I mean, it was like Enzo was in the committee. But anyway, so he thinks he has like a lot of goods on the other boys, which would be Memphis and Cody. And he was telling Enzo about the committee trying to get Enzo to keep him. And Enzo laughed about it with Cody later about how they already knew all about it and how funny it was that that was one of his Hail Marys. I mean, what else is he going to do? He's got to come up with something, right? And... Moving on, Christmas just was doing her little crazy little acts where she'd be crying and then she'd be happy. And, and, and some of it, I believe, is to do with the fact that she's missing her son's birthday. And, you know, that's probably emotional. And she did bake a cake during this week and she decorated it with like M&Ms or something or decorated the I don't know. It might even have been the table. I can't quite remember. Of course, I have pictures of all these things that I'm discussing on my social media. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Getting Effie. And remember, I always follow back and I have all the pictures of what I'm discussing with you on my social medias. And well, also, 
It doesn't matter what language you speak. I speak many languages. All you have to do is DM me with your native tongue and ask me a question and I will be able to decipher it and I'll be able to answer you back. But let's keep it to this game or whatever we're talking about in my podcast. Nothing else because to be honest, I've been getting a lot of, you know, not so cheeky, but more like unpleasant messages of people that are falling in love with me. And I find it very flattering, but I'm not interested. Thank you very much. Please just DM me about the show and God bless. I hope you find a partner. So anyway, continuing on with my discussion about week nine and that would, you know, that's just basically it. You know, they played veto and Cody won and he did not use the veto. He left both of Christmas and Tyler on the block. Tyler continued to try to stay. There were Every once in a while, you would hear Enzo throwing it out to Cody. Maybe we should keep Tyler. I think Tyler would probably have our backs. Cody's like, oh no, oh no. Memphis has our backs. I can barely say it with a straight face. That That's right, yep. So Enzo and Cody totally think that Memphis would keep them. And if he won HOH, he would put... Nicole and Xmas up on the block. Now, it seems a little funny that you would presume this when obviously Memphis has the wise guys thing with Xmas and they share a room that has, you know, four beds or whatever in the room and they're together all the time. But Memphis has been able to come up and every once in a while, tell the boys that he doesn't give an F about Xmas, but they see through that. I'm not really sure. I mean, Enzo sees through it. Cody does. He doesn't. What's happening is, is that Cody's getting really cocky, and that always happens in Big Brother. The power goes to the head, and we know that Cody has been in power for two weeks in a row. So that makes a lot of sense that he would be getting a big head. And, well, he is definitely, you know, thinking that Memphis would totally favor him and I'm sure that I think he has a final two with Memphis so does Enzo have a final two Cody has a final two with Nicole and he has a final two with of course the one that I believe is the most important one that he is definitely seeming to honor would be with Enzo now I hope that he's going to honor that just for the sake of the whole Jersey boys. And well, you have to live in a community. And I don't know if like one Italian boy versus a man, shall we say, versus another Italian man that has got together in the show and uh, have made, they've made an agreement. And I just don't, I think that Cody would be embarrassed maybe. I, I don't know. But who knows? I mean, they're all, you know, cutthroat. And like I've said before, this is basically the lesser of the evils are Cody and Enzo. And so they 
continue to discuss a little bit about saving Tyler and maybe, you know, voting Christmas out. But we all know that that was not really the plan. And they'd maybe entertain it for about five minutes, discuss it, and then always go back to, oh, no, 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 we have to get Tyler out. It's Tyler's time. If we do not get Tyler out, we might never have an opportunity. So, and of course, Tyler is the better player. So as the week continued, it was a lot of trying to have maintenance over Nicole and the fact that she is upset that she has not won yet and that she has not won an HOH yet or a veto. And well, I'm, you know, Cody kept on telling her, it's coming, it's coming, you'll make your win. And then she would get upset because she felt that was too much pressure, whatever. I mean, she's definitely, you know, being carried along in this game. And so, if she wins the next HOH, that will be great for her because that will give her a win underneath her belt. Hopefully, that will be it and she'll be out the final week, the following week, shall we say. I do not want this last to go. I'd even call her a last. Let's just call her a rat. I do not want her to go to final three but that's what it's favoring that she'll go to final three and god forbid she goes to final two it will just be I, I don't know it's just despicable because she does not deserve any money she does not deserve any prize for her behavior that has nothing to do with the game but is outside the game the cruelness that she displayed this season she just does not deserve a check whatsoever and well we do know that she's been cancelled a few of her sponsorships so that's good those people are very progressive and very wise to do that so i i hope that she doesn't but it definitely is starting to look like that i just hope that she gets out like if she is gonna go to final three she gets out and uh, the two boys, the Jersey boys, go to the final two. Not that I really like them, but they are the better players and the best of the lot of the leftover evil six. So the week continues with Enzo BSing Tyler, you know, trying to string him along. Tyler does this whole thing about the fact that there was this committee and he thinks he's given up all the goods to Enzo, but Enzo's laughing behind Tyler's back because he already knows all this because Cody already told Enzo all about the committee. And Tyler isn't going to be able to save his game. There is a continuous of Christmas kind of feeling safe. And now she's going back and forth with her emotions. But probably because that's related to her. The the fact that she misses her son. And that she won't be able to celebrate his birthday with him. And also the fact that she knows that she's safe. Because the boys have said that she's safe. But I'm... I still think she thinks in her head that she's the better player, but she's not. So in the the end of the week, 
Tyler has tried to throw out all his Hail Marys. He's very upset. He's continuously talked to the camera. I'm so sorry, Angela. I'm not going to bring home the vegan bacon. So I guess they'll just have to continue selling their bracelets on the internet and peddling their cookbook or something that I know that she has, her vegan cookbook. So, I mean, if you can call it that. As we've discussed, it's not my type of cooking. I am a different type of cook. I don't open up cans and put it all together and call it a recipe. I tend to make fresh ingredients and that's how I cook. But, you know, I mean, to each its own, a lot of people, it's a lot easier to open up a can and throw it all together. I just think it's kind of funny to even have a cookbook like that because all these recipes are pretty much behind a lot of jars that you are going to pick up from the grocery store. So it's just kind of a ridiculous situation and spoof for me to look at it. Now, if you are a fan of Angela and her cooking, that's jolly good. Good for you. Not for me. So there comes to the end of the week and, well, all the votes, well, first of all, they have the the eviction speech, but it's basically Christmas's thank you to God because she was cast this season. I don't think God had anything to do with it, Christmas. I think it was probably Robin casting. And so I don't think that was anything to do with God for your casting on the show and for, you know, the you being there. And, well, she also says a happy birthday to her beloved son. And then Tyler gets up and he kind of says, you better keep me. I'm the best for your game. You know, eluding that he knows a lot of stuff that he could share with them. But they all saw that, you know, that's, they all already know everything that he knows. The gig's up. All the votes go to voting Tyler out. Tyler goes to sequester and then he goes to jury. Now he hasn't gone to jury yet. He'll spend a couple nights, you know, in, in a hotel or whatever they do. And he actually went out of the game very polite and, you know, like Tyler is, he is a very polite person. And so he basically just, you know, there's definitely that passive aggressiveness of Tyler and that's how he plays the game. You know, he's not, I mean, when you're speaking with Tyler, you think he's a nice person and he likes you and you're, you're jiving with him and then of course he is a whole different person when you are not in the room with him which day and bailey have figured that out unfortunately so tyler is voted out and then this is the stuff that i have to talk to you about it's pretty funny they go to the jury house to show you the jury house and well you see davon hogs Ian and there's a nice embrace and she just basically tells him about you know who got her out and that she you know about her eviction and then you see that Kevin comes and that's you know sad and they're disappointed but you know they're reuniting and then David comes and they both Kevin and 
Devon seem very disappointed because there obviously was a discussion that David was actually loyal to them with the vote for Ian. And so there was this sadness a little bit about now there's no more POC, people of color, in the game. And that seemed very you know, sad and hurtful for them. And then, but David was very proud of himself because he really did make it very far. Remember, in his first season, he didn't even get a chance to play at all. And then they all look up and here comes Danny. Yes, Danny with her ranger hat. Now, bloody hell, I mean, honestly, you've got to be kidding me. There's somebody in production telling her, oh, that looks very smart. You should definitely wear your ranger hat. I mean, it's kind of cruel because she looks ridiculous. And it's not just me, darlings. It's, you know, everybody making fun of her. And I mean... I'm just assuming that they're encouraging her to wear it. She thinks she looks very small, very incredibly stylish with her ranger hat. And it just looks silly, you know. She just doesn't, it just it looks funny, to be honest. And anyway, she thinks it looks incredible. And, you know, if it was a cowboy hat, that would be one thing you know, with like maybe a like shorter rim and it was like more molded to her head. It, it like that, you know, with like a pair of cowboy boots and a little mini skirt dress or whatever, that would look great on daddy. Okay. If that's what you're trying to pull off with your long blonde hair, but she doesn't quite do that. Like everything is always to a point and then she goes the other way and looks ridiculous. It's like, just, it just looked funny. So this ranger hat just looks exactly like a ranger hat. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Smokey the Bear, but that's what it reminds me of, a little, a little ranger out in the mountains. And well, if you go to my Instagram and you go to my Twitter, but I think I have most of like all the scandalous information and all the stuff that I've gathered up, all the videos, all the photographs. I have the majority on Instagram. I do post almost everything on Twitter, but you know, I'm getting a lot more love on Instagram. I have way more followers. I go to Instagram 20 times a day and every time I go, I definitely get new followers. Twitter is another whole story. People are just a little stingy on Twitter. I don't get it. I don't understand Twitter. I don't know why it's like that, but it is. Now, the lovely people that do follow me on Twitter, remember, we're all going to share our holidays together because you're so lovely for following me. So follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, and follow my links, darling, and you'll listen to my podcast. All of this is absolutely free. And well, unfortunately, we're still in a pandemic. And so I'm assuming that your schedule is a little bit easier for you to have time down to just maybe listen to me while you're in the bathtub or driving in the car or mowing your grass or whatever you're doing. So I hope that I'm slightly, maybe a little bit making you smile and you're listening to me. 
So, I'm not finished, because as always, I digress. So, they're in the jury house, and Danny's there with her ranger hat, and she's, like, talking very rehearsed, like someone in production has said to her, you know, don't show that you're bitter. This is what the scene is on Twitter and Instagram, all the social medias, definitely saying that you're spoiled sports and that you're, that you're bitter about being put out. So she's like this. Hello, everybody. It's time for us to go and watch my video. I'm very happy for the remainder of Cody being in the game, even though he's hurt me. I mean, it was so bizarre. The way she was talking was so, like, robotic, like she's rehearsed what to say to not come off, like, too emotional. And so they have a whole, like, little segment of her talking about the only thing that she's devastated about, not that she doesn't bring home the money to her family, not that she misses her husband all the time away, you know, 64 days or whatever, 63 days away from her child, but she says that she's devastated and really hurt that her very BFF, her very best friend in the game, Cody, but she doesn't even say in the game. She says, my very best friend, Cody, you know, even though he hurt my feelings, I still think he is the best player and he should win this game. She focuses all on Cody, nothing else, not about her fellow mean girl duo that is her very best friend that she's going to be in her wedding or whatever. And all she talks again about is being butthurt about Cody and yet she's still going to vote for him. He still deserves to be the winner because he played the best amazing game. I mean, the gig is up, darling. He doesn't care he, you are not his best friend. He chose to keep Nicole over you. And I don't even know what you're thinking. You look ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Give it up. Stop embarrassing your family. Stop embarrassing yourself. You just met Cody like 60 days ago. You have other relationships in the game and in life that you should be discussing, not your silly little fake relationship, delusional relationship with Cody. So that was humorous. I have all these clips on my social medias, so you should definitely check them out, my darlings. There also was a video that surfaced about Julie, and that's the host of Big Brother. We all know Julie, and she was discussing about she was being interviewed and she was saying that she doesn't read any of the tweets or anything she doesn't watch feeds but she thinks that like if people have to say anything negative about like take memphis for example this is what she said she said i think it's the people that are making these tweets up or saying this about him that are really like that. So she's alluding to the fact that she thinks because we are saying, oh, you're being a bully, Memphis. Don't mimic Ian's walk, Memphis. Don't 
make fun of Ian. Don't make fun of, or don't be cruel to David. Julie doesn't watch any of that. And so she's making her mind up of what she sees edited on the show. And she's saying that we as viewers are the ones that have something wrong with us for thinking this way and that she is going to pray for us. So, I mean, bloody hell, honestly, I'm very disappointed that that she would even say this stuff. Honestly, if you're asked a question, and I know she's the big honcho, okay, so it doesn't matter. Even if I was asked, I would never go on the show. I don't need the money and, well, to be honest, I, I just would have no interest in being uncomfortable for that long. And well, and also I just, you know, it's just not for me. It's not how I would care to spend my time. I would way prefer to watch, be entertained and talk with you darlings. So I love Julie. I've loved her through the years. I think she's a wonderful host. So I was very hurt by this and you'll see the interview and you'll just see what I have to say about it on my Instagram and on, well, I don't think I did post it on Twitter, but you'll see all because it's so long and you can't really post all that on Twitter. You can only have like one paragraph. It's really annoying. But on Instagram, you can write what you want. And so I did explain how I felt. And I don't think that you should answer a question when you're on a podcast and that's going to go viral if you don't know what you're talking about. And and so if you don't, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched feeds, if you haven't saw all the stuff, now darlings, remember this made national news. So that means Julie, what, never even looked at Google News or Yahoo News or whatever. And, and it, and she didn't even like read the articles. So to say that people that are saying that Memphis's ignorant behavior was wrong, she's implying that we're wrong and there's something wrong with us and she's going to pray for us. So I'm a bit confused about that. And I'm hoping that she will come out with another interview saying that she maybe misunderstood the situation because you're basically making blatant remarks to the viewers that are supporting the show and watching. And you're saying that we're wrong. And you're saying that our feelings of being hurt and our feelings of noticing this game and the, and the, the things that happen that are ignorant and not right that we are like making this up. I mean, I'm not really sure. I'm not going to put words in her mouth. She didn't say that, but she said that she would pray for us, that that there's something obviously that we have that we're dealing with. No, hang on, you're wrong. Straight out, you're wrong. And so I think that you shouldn't have answered a question when you don't know what you're talking about, because you said, Blake, right out. You said, I don't watch feeds. I don't read anything to do with the social media. So if you're just watching the edited show and you're making an opinion up about that, when you are the host of the show and we, you know that there is CBS.com and there are live feeds and we all pay to watch live feeds 24 seven, 
I would be very aware of that. I would probably just say, I can't really comment on that because I don't watch feeds. I don't read anything about it. I wouldn't say the extra steps of saying that we're wrong, the viewers are wrong, and you'll pray for us. So that really kind of, you know, put a pin in my bonnet, shall I say, or whatever. It it rubbed me wrong. But who knows, a week might go by and she might come out and that might be explained differently. She might say, well, I don't, I shouldn't have answered it like that, whatever. I mean, we'll see. Or she won't say anything at all. I mean, whatever, her husband owns all this stuff, you know, with CBS. Or I think he might even own the network. So I, I think he owns the network or he's one of the owners. So it doesn't really matter. Of course, she doesn't give a flying flip what I think of her, what any of the viewers think of her, because, you know, she's the head honcho. But it was disappointing because we always, as viewers, want what we are viewing and the people that we admire to be woke and educated and make an intellectual, educated statements about things that go on in this social experiment of the show that are not correct. So, my darlings, that is the end of week nine and my podcast for this week. Now, we do know another HOH was played on Thursday, and I will be back with you in a couple days. I'll tell you who won the 10th week HOH and who all the norms, and we will discuss the very last couple weeks of the show. It's coming to an end. And I want you to know, my darlings, that I do love Big Brother. It's a very interesting experiment. I wish that they would do it a little differently, as I've discussed with you, but I do love the show. And I will, of course, watch it every season and I will chat with you all about it. After this season, my darlings, I will continue my podcast with getting Effie with you and talking to you about my life experiences, the stories that I have accumulated through my life. And I am not at all giving you any malarkey, shall we say. I have experienced things that you see in movies or you read in a book. They're quite extraordinary. I haven't had a boring life whatsoever, and I think my stories might entertain you. Also, I'm hoping that maybe some of my stories will teach you to not make a similar mistake that I made completely innocently, but I've made mistakes and I have suffered for those mistakes. So, and that's all like innocent, darling. So it's not like I'm a bad person. I've just, you know, I've not been, I've not listened to like my inner voice. A lot of times I, I've trusted people and I've ended up in nightmare situations. Honestly, I am a miracle. I mean, I've been told 
that it's unbelievable that I have lived through what I've lived through. So I do hope, my beautiful, loving, wonderful listeners, that you will continue to tune in with me and we'll take it week by week. One week we might talk about one subject and then the next week we'll talk about a different subject or a different story. And you can always DM me about the show. Now, don't DM me about anything else just because I have had a few people not really sticking to the show with their DMs to me. So, I wish them well, but that's not what I'm asking people to do if they have a question. And you can, of course, ask me in any language that you speak. I will be able to answer it in your language. So, feel free, if you have a question about my podcast and things that we are discussing, please feel free to ask me that question. So, that brings me to a close. I will be chatting with you in a couple of days. I hope you're safe and I hope you have a lovely weekend. Cheers, my darlings. Remember, this is Rumor. We're getting effy and Black Lives Matter. Love is love. Adopt, don't shop. Cheers, mates.